When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is up? Welcome back to another thrilling episode of Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. But, you know, really, I'm just a fan just like all of you. And thank you for everybody that is supporting BTSC and the family of podcasts. We really appreciate you. We cannot do these shows without you. First one in this week, Portna Quenba. And Portna is trying to get us to uh, find a new symbol for the podcast other than Juju. You know, he's suggesting Najee. And then Sean Manahan comes in and says, maybe Muth. Eh, you know what? I, I kind of like that logo that we have with Juju with the arm stretched out. Well, I mean, he's still a very important Pittsburgh Steeler. So I think we'll... Uh, We'll go ahead and hold on to him, but ultimately it's up to Jeff. So I'll talk to Jeff about that, but I think we're, I, I like that. I think we're going to keep that. I would suggest Bougie Smith Schuster. I love that guy. I love that little dog. That'd be great. Put him on there. That'd be absolutely epic. But a lot of people are definitely excited. And I've got to tell you this. The reason I've got to tell you this, why I'm excited not because the Pittsburgh Steelers are 3-0. and It's because of the way that the first team played, how Ben Roethlisberger looked, how he found a new toy in Pat Fryermuth. Wow, how awesome was that? You know, gosh, Najee looks good. So I'm really feeling great about this team. There's some things that they're going to have to go ahead still. There's still work to do going forward. No, there's three weeks to go until the regular season, three weeks from today. How epic is that? That's going to be happening. The Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers on September 12th. Yeah, we're going to lead all the way up to that. That's going to be awesome. Sean Manahan, he's been saying this all along. He really thinks this is a 20-0 team. 20 to nothing halftime lead to equal their 2021 record. How incredible would that be? That'd be awesome. So, you know, there's so many things to talk about, and we are going to get to it. So what are your thoughts on last night's game? What did you love? Now, I mean, just me says it. Everybody else is saying it. Fryermuth, man, he's looking awesome. They talked about how he was a guy that in college, when he said he was like, everything in the red zone, I'm catching. You know, that's something that I'm going to do. I'm going to catch everything that you throw to me. And he's proved that so far. Ben Roethlisberger trusts him. That's a big thing. You know, you still have Eric Ebron. And Eric Ebron did make a a couple catches. He had, he had a bad drop on a play that Ben Roethlisberger got out of trouble that looked like vintage 2008 Ben, and it was awesome. But you know what? The guy's going to drop some balls. He's also going to do some things for you, too. So I don't think that uh, 
I think you can go with a two-headed monster with those two guys, but Fryermuth is going to make he he's going to be the probably the next closest thing to Heath Miller that you're going to have for a long time. So I would I know that he is the future of that team. I love it. A buck dancer just asked what's on Bad's head. This is my uh, Sunday morning beanie. I this is from the 2005 season. I love this. It's reversible, and I can wear the black and gold side too. But you know what? I I do that. That's become my Sunday morning thing. As of late, I don't wear it on any other shows. Um, I originally put it on because one day I didn't I didn't take a shower before the show. Now I just I've taken a shower. I just do it now before I uh, before the shows because that's a thing for me now. That's that's one of the hashtag bad company things. And Sean Manahan, thanks so much. Hashtag bad company. And you know, where I'm making sure we capitalize the BAD because Jeff Hartman keeps on saying that I that we're a walking copyright infringement from bad company. And you know what? And I tell you what, I still have a bone to pick with the band Bad Company. Because we'll do a 2 a.m. story right here. Let's talk about bad company. I went to see them in 1991 in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I was actually going to see the damn Yankees, really. But they were with the damn Yankees. I was always a, a fan of Night Ranger back in the day. You know, Sister Christian, oh, the time has come. My wife hates that song. And I almost, uh, that was almost a really bad, uh, bad situation for us. I didn't know if I could trust her if she didn't like Sister Christian. But she's a fantastic wife, so I have no problem with that. Just, you know, that is one of the picadillas that she has, not liking Sister Christian. I just don't understand that. But anyways, that Midnight Madness album from 1983 is, to me, is absolutely incredible. Uh, great album. I saw them in concert. So I wanted to see Jack Blades again. And I, of course, if you like Sticks, you know, Tommy Shaw from Sticks, Renegade, you know, all that. He's in, He was in Bad Company excuse me, not bad company. He was in damn Yankees as well with Ted Nugent. And I got to meet Ted Nugent, Jack blades, Tommy Shaw. I got to meet those guys backstage, but I also got to meet bad company as well. And the radio station I worked for, they said, Hey, we're going, we're going to go to a party with bad company and we're going to go out to eat with them. So I, uh, so I went to, uh, we went out to eat and I had a date. I was, gosh, I was a freshman or a sophomore in college at the time. And my date was a senior and man, I loved, uh, I not loved. I mean, I, I was really into this girl. And so I took her and the bass player, I can't even remember the bass player's name, but the bass player kind of blocked me. You know, he, he went after my date and I don't know how successful he was, but, uh, you know, I, I did take her home that night. I mean, didn't take her home. I took her back to her apartment and, but I, I never really went out with her again. And I think he got her phone number. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I copyright infringe on bad company, I don't care because you know what? We're bad company. We're the, we're bad company 2.0. We're capital B A D company. And they don't have that. They're not relevant. We are. So there you go. So with that being said, let's talk about last night's game. You know, that's uh, not really a good 2 a.m. story, is it? Because I I didn't get any, uh, I didn't get to 2 a.m. there. But 
And Buck Dancer would have made her walk home. No, nah, you know, I'm still a gentleman. I'm, I'm still fine with that. We, she was my, uh, I had, we had a human sexuality class. And you had to take an egg. You know, a lot of people did that. Uh, a lot of people did that in, uh, in high school, but we had to do, I did it in college. And, you know, I had to take care of this egg. So she was the, uh, she was the mom to, to our egg. And I put a little, I had this little pirates, little bubblegum helmet that I put on it. So to, to establish who mine was and I, I kept him alive. And then right after we passed, I dropped him and broke him and the little pirate helmet was there in a, in a whole bunch of egg and it was, it was a mess. So there, there you go. I don't remember her name. I think she was moving to Tennessee. If I'm not mistaken, really good looking. I remember that, but there we go. Um, someone saved Mrs. Bad from these 2 a.m. sessions. Mrs. Bad knows all these stories. Um, no, Dennis, she did not have to sit on the egg. That's, uh, <laughs> that's she was just, uh, she was just the, uh, the partner in the, uh, in the whole egg experiment. Um, so there you go. Let's talk about, let's not talk about eggs and times when I got uh, blocked by uh, members of a, uh, a famous band. I don't think he was an original member of the band. I think he was one that came in. He was like a replacement. So, you know, he's a bass player, you know, I mean, not like a lead guitarist, like the great Jerry Cherry, not like that. Jerry Cherry would have never blocked me. I I'll tell you that nobody in the Jerry Cherry band would have blocked me. So, that's that's our house band here at BTSC. But let's talk about the game. I keep on saying that. I know that's what you want to talk about. What do you love about that game last night? When we were talking about what needs to happen before that game, and I was on with the Aussies from down under, and I was saying this. I'm like, we just need to see three possessions from Ben Roethlisberger, and they've got to be good possessions. Best case scenario was a 10-play drive at the very beginning with a touchdown, a touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger. That did not happen. It could have happened. Started off pretty bad. You know, it starts off bad when Chuksakorafor gets nailed for a five-yard false start on the very first play. And then you're like, ah, there you go. It negated a decent run by, a decent run by Najee Harris. And then on third down, Ben's vintage bed. 2 a.m. Ben. Somebody called him 2 a.m. Ben because they turned back the clock on Ben. Man, he's running around, getting out of trouble. He looked like 2008 Ben. I loved it. So he throws this, this ball to an open, open enough Eric Ebron, and Ebron drops it, which is devastating because that's the, that would do everything that you need to do. So they have to punt. But the good thing about that is you bring on press, Presley Harvin the third. Notice I didn't say Presley the Harvin. Presley Harvin the third. I've been working on that all week in the mirror. Presley Harvin the third. Presley Harvin the third. He's going to make the team, by the way. If he doesn't, it's going to be one of the biggest tra travesties. Ebron doesn't drop everything. He only dropped seven passes last year. Um, so, Mark King, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Saying, hey, bad, you're my fave. I appreciate it. I've... Uh, we have so many great podcasters on here, and I'm probably the 20th best out of about 15 podcasters, so that makes me feel good. Thanks, Mark. But with all of that, 
if they do that, they have that golden first drive. That's everything you need to know. But Ben, in the end, goes 8 for 10. If he completes that pass, he doesn't really have any more yardage because he ends up with a touchdown touchdown passes anyway. But if he completes that pass, they keep on going. And that is just a definitive first drive. And he did everything he could to complete that pass. He completed that pass. But the, the guy on the other end dropped it, which is going to happen. That's fine. There was some redemption from Ebron. Ebron caught some good balls later on in the game. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to have a problem with that. You know, a lot of people are going to be on the trade Ebron bandwagon, which if you can get something out of Ebron, do so. But are you guaranteed of 17 healthy games from Fryermuth? I, I don't know. You know, that's he's still a good weapon to keep in there. So let's not forget about that. But so Presley Harvin comes in. He hits a 50-yard punt, pins him down deep, and he boomed it, man. He, he has done nothing to lose that job. And when you look at the history of Jordan Berry being inconsistent, they've got to look at that. So when that happens, you know, he should get the job. So that was a good look at him. And there was, was only a punt of the night, man. They're not punting in preseason, which is an amazing thing as well. But so Ben comes out on the next series and that's, that's a sweet drive. You know, he finds Najee. I think on the third series, he found Najee for that long, that long pass play on a screen. And that's what we're he completed two balls to Najee. Najee had over 50 yards in receiving in that little bit of time that he played. You know, that's important because you're establishing that part of your game as well. You're getting a running game going. That's that Ben's going to be so much more dangerous with Najee Harris back there because of all the things that he could do with him as well. And then you look at the fact that Ben completed some a long ball. Who says that Ben doesn't have a, a good arm? I've been saying it for the last, the last year, man. His problem last year, he was overthrowing guys. He still has strength of, on the arm. And I want to bring up what Michael O'Malley is saying right here. And if somebody else said it before, I apologize. No one pump fakes like Ben. That was a vintage pump fake on the pass to Pat Fryermuth for the very first touchdown. That was great. Pat was not ready. Ben notices it. He pump fakes. Then right away, he gets that ball back out again, and Pat's in the end zone. Number 88 is going to be great because he's tall and he's got good hands. And you know what? He's going to get better at blocking. He will continue to get better at blocking. He's going to be good. And you know what makes him good? Is you have, he's got a great head on his shoulders. You've got a guy in Najee Harris that is a fantastic, a, a fantastic role model for the rookies as well. And he's a rookie. He goes to Pat Fryermuth and who missed a block in practice and said, hey, Pat, we need to do this. I'm like, if you miss a block, keep on going. That helps me out, you know, do that. And so they're, these guys are a team already. These young guys get the concept. They're not me first players. And it looks like uh, Michael O'Malley says credit to Brian Brown on that bad. Thanks, Brian Brown. Yeah, that pump fake, fantastic. Buck Dancer says Kurt Warner had a great pump fake too. I, 
I'm a big Kurt Warner. And actually, we're going to talk about guys like Kurt Warner, but even though he wasn't a Steeler, we're going to talk about the best free agents in Pittsburgh Steelers history and the best free agents that could come out of current time. When I say free agents, we're talking about the unwashed, the unloved, the undrafted. We're going to talk about those guys as the best free agents. We're not going to talk about guys that they picked up like Kevin Green, who was an unrestricted free agent. We're not going to do that. We're going to talk about guys that were on their way back to the, the streets and they're going to be, and they have a potential to go to the hall of fame, like a Donnie shell. They have a potential to win, not win, but to turn around a super bowl and, and, uh, and be a Super Bowl legend, like a, a n- number 92 that we're going to talk about. You know, that's that's what we're going to be talking about. But you got everything you wanted out of those three possessions, and I predict, predicted three p- possessions. Now, that could have been different. If he would have had two touchdowns on the first two series, that could have been different. Dave Schofield, his thought was that he would get 12 to 18 passes. And he uh, he got about 16. So, I mean, or, well, when I say passes, attempts. And I kind of I kind of thought that, uh, that he was right, that they could possibly do that, that there'd be a pitch count on him. But my thing is, you know, you kind of expect three in there as, as the magic number in a preseason for Ben. Now, my question to all of you, and this is going to be the question, do we see Ben again next week? Typically, I'm the guy that says I'd like to see Ben twice in a preseason. I might be going against my something I've been preaching for the last five years, that you need to see Ben more than once in a preseason. I might be completely going against myself, and I think I am. I think I'm going to say no. We're getting a lot of people saying no. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we need – I think we – Got to see all we need to see from Ben. So that's uh, and how good? What's your confidence in Ben? Now, somebody that I really respect in here, George Teston, says it's up to Ben. I don't know if it's up to Ben because Charlie Batch was claiming that Ben was lobbying hard to play in the Philadelphia game, and Tomlin shut him down. So that's. That's really, I don't think, I don't think he gets that, that prerogative anymore. Um, Dennis Holobaugh says, nope, want to see Haskins. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do want to see more of Haskins. And I'm still, I'm still on the boat that Mason Rudolph is not doing anything to lose that number two spot. The only thing I'm thinking of, and I'm, I'm back on the, uh, and then Matty Peverell's taking credit for this because everybody made fun of him beforehand. He's like, see, now Brad's bringing it up. You know, they might be looking at trading one of these guys and having the confidence to keep Dobbs at number three. Now, a lot of people are going to say that, you know, they don't, uh, who's going to want these guys? Hey, you traded Josh Dobbs for a number five pick two years ago. You could get a five from a desperate team. You know, a team that has somebody hurt, a backup hurt, or somebody that they need to bring in, one of these guys, Mason included, I mean, 
they could be valuable to a team. So that that's it. You know, uh, there's a lot of people talking about. Um, somebody mentioned this before, and uh, Joseph brings it up here. My only issue with Mason's play has been some of his lob passes that seem to float for years. Always scary to see. Yeah, floaters. <laughs> yeah, floaters aren't a good thing. Uh, anywhere in life, if you if you come, a, it could always be dangerous if there's a floater somewhere. Let's just say that. So what we're going to do is we are going to continue to uh, we're going to continue to talk about the game. We're going to talk about very important undrafted free agents on this team who has the opportunity to make this team. And we're going to talk about where they rank among the greats of all time. Now, of course, they're not going to rank even close to the greats of all time, but where you see their potential among the greats of all time when we compare them to them. So we'll do that when we come back. So look, we are not going anywhere if we're here on Facebook or if we're on YouTube. I'm going to just take a stretch. I'm probably going to clear my throat. And then we are going to come on back. If you are checking us out on any one of our podcast platforms where you download your favorite podcast, please make sure everything from BTSC is just downloadable and ready. And if you're in the car, you want to listen to us. That's that's great. We appreciate that. We have all of these new shows. We have all of these shows. So if you're on there, just download number two. I will be back right after this on Tales from 2am from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com.